Hello, Michigan State fans, and welcome to yet another edition of the 2021 Press Quarters Podcast. I'm Andrew Bell, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend, Kyle, and colleague, Ronnie Plazinski. Ronnie, how are you feeling at 4-0 today? Honestly, I mean, if you told me, you know, at the beginning of the season we'd be 4-0, I just wouldn't see it. And I don't, I mean, so many people are disappointed about the win last Saturday, about how it went about, and how the offense underperformed. I think Andrew is dying, everybody. Hold on one second. I'm fine. Are you okay? Yeah. I once almost died in the podcast, so I get it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I think like I've just seen so many complaints about how the Nebraska game went. And during the game, uh, I was like extremely disappointed in the the offense in the second half. But they are, you know, that we'll talk about a little bit. But I mean, the team made plays to win the game down the stretch. It wasn't like Nebraska handed it to them. It wasn't like there was some like terrible mistake. I mean, Michigan State went out and made plays. Kimbrough made a big interception. Obviously, Reed's punt return. And I mean, the team is four and zero. I mean, I went to Miami. Um, obviously, I haven't been on since then. So, and I will just say, like the way you know the team has two weeks in a row, like the Miami game with the Heat, with all the elements. Like I will tell you, it was the hottest place I've ever been in my life. Like uh, I was melting. You didn't go to Arizona State, though. No, I did not. I did not. And I, and, uh, I did. <laughs> but I will say, like, this was just miserable. My sister says she blacked out, and she does like did not drink. She From just heat. said, like, it was right. so <laughs> hot. She just, like, straight blacked out. Um, honestly, like, the team the team was, like, so focused, so ready. Thorne was good. Obviously, he wasn't as good this week. So, I mean, the way Mel Tucker's team in two consecutive weeks have made plays to win games and have like weathered some really difficult tasks, whether it be the weather in Miami and the, you know, the athletes, so-called athletes Miami have, or this Nebraska game who have very good defensive tackles that are being overlooked by most national media. People look at the record and say, Oh, they're two and three, not very good. That's a, that's a good Nebraska team that if they beat Illinois, like people would look at them very differently. So those are two big win wins. Nebraska is getting a much higher opinion from me, not even after the win before the win They're They look much better than I thought they did. Got to be impressed with Mel, Larry Mel Tucker has done in his you know second year, but really first year, and you just got to be really excited to be four and oh with a with a pretty good opportunity to be five and zero next week. How do you feel after everything? I know huh. we've been talking and you know pretty excited. Yeah, um, so we um, there was a, a debate earlier in the in the season whether we'd have more. Um, MSU would have more wins or we'd get through more podcasts because, uh, it, you know, with our, with our work schedules and, and now life with me being a dad, uh, things would be a little off of, uh, you know, <laughs> we may not make it through the season. Um, I, I definitely planning on, uh, you know, continuing this streak um, or getting back on the, the wagon here. Uh, I can't, I, this is, this is, this is the definition of a best case scenario. Um I think it is an absolute um, dream in a lot of ways because this, not just because of the expectations, but of how the team looked last year. Um, look, this this team is very much still a growing program. We talk about last year being year zero. I mean, this looks like a team that is learning new schemes. They're still making mistakes. Um, you know, certainly they don't have the personnel they want. Ideally, that's the that's the uh, that's the issue with the. Um, you know, with the defense playing soft coverage, which I know is frustrating to me and to a lot of uh, a lot of MSU fans. Um, 
but four and zero. I mean, a third of the way through the season, the, the season, and you're unbeaten. You've you've unlike a lot of teams, you've actually faced four, three power five teams, two on the road in your first five games, or four games, and uh, you've won them all. What what else is there to say? Um, they've won with offense. They've won with defense. They've now won with special teams. Um, you know, it's it's is this you know is it bring on Bama? No. Um, you know, is it nationally elite? No, no, but the, the team is good. I mean, this is a, this is, you, you don't get 4-0 against that schedule as a fluke. And I, I don't, I don't want to prop up Nebraska for being amazing because they aren't, but um, their, their defense is good. It's in the, in the good top 25-ish range. Um, and, and it's a test. So, I mean, Ronnie, I got to tell you, um, it, it, the game gave me, you know, it, it set up like a, um, like a loss. I mean, obviously, you know, first downs in the first, second half. And, um, you know, certainly we we were talking as though the game was over and not over, but, you know, a, kind of a foregone conclusion, can't get anything going, then bang, punt return, momentum shifts. I mean, the offense couldn't even get the first down to potentially take advantage of a, a, a three and out by Nebraska. You know, they could have yeah, won in regulation, it, which is frustrating. It was, it was like it was like a slow death. That's what it felt like. And yeah. like when uh, when uh, Panishuk got that strip sack and Piotrowski recovered it, I was like, "That's the break we needed." And you go three and out, and and, and this is maybe the the one time I'm going to question a coaching decision. You know, you throw that ball to Jaden Reed. Obviously, Thorne didn't have his best game, and you know, we'll talk about if that was you know a, a little rattled from an injury or whatnot. Yeah, quick but, snap, right? Yeah, what, what are they not running up to the line for? They're subbing people. You, you, you're obviously your offense is struggling. A first down can change everything, give everybody confidence, change the attitude, and, and they start subbing people. And the ball was clearly on the ground, and it was. I was just sitting there like, oh my god, like nothing can go right. You've just blown it. And give credit to the defense. You know, everyone's mad about the bend and don't break and the yards, and I get it. And you know that uh, is that sustainable? You know, remains to be seen, but. The defense was trotted out there so many times and like demoralizing, you know, three and out, three and out. You know, I think the offense had six drives in the second half and all of them were three and out. The defense is out there the whole time and they did not break. Sure. Did they get tired? Yes. Did Martinez's walk in touchdown? Was that frustrating? Hell yes, it was. But that that defense held you in the game long enough for someone as special as Jaden Reed to make a play. For, you know, to give and then Kimbrough makes a play to win the game. I mean, the defense deserves all the credit this week. They really stepped up uh, and I and I mean, and stepped up in a big way. And it doesn't mean it had to be on the numbers game. I mean, they kept coming out. They didn't get demoralized. That says so much about how this team is men- mentally and how they, they I think they really did buy into this, this 15 round deep water chopping <laughs> wood thing. And I think that's a really when the team is bought in, that's a good good place to be yeah i mean i think uh, again you know kind of a best case scenario there's certainly positions where there it's being held together with with duct tape and shoestring um tight end is is a, is a perfect example i mean hayward is is doing a, everything he can and so is hunt but hunt i mean i, I watch him whiff on blocks regularly yes. i mean if, if, if you get a decent you get a charlie gant in there um you know some of those walker didn't have a lot of room and sometimes he actually got a little I think too cute. He was cutting back to just to cut he back. Danced. He definitely he danced too much. He danced yeah. too much and that, and he could get away with that against Miami because of the bad tackling. And then they got further out of position. Then he busted some, you know, bigger runs against Nebraska. It just, it just wasn't, 
going to happen. And I think it's important. I, I, it's always good to come out of a come out of a win with plenty of teachable moments. Okay, put it that way. And I think yes. here, I think here they had a lot of teachable moments, and um, especially, especially not just on offense, but I think on defense. I, I understand that they're playing this softer coverage from the it, it's not it's not the that the four two five the the forty nickel is inherently a weak defense i mean iowa plays it they've one of the best defenses in the country so does ohio state and you know other places do too um it, it's that they're playing four yards and five yards and seven yards off on third and eight and what that does is it allows the um the receiver to get free release on the line and that allows them to get in their route and get in rhythm. And the quarterback, it, it's, it's just, if it's up underneath, it's there's no defender in the way. And it's just like a drill. And that's why you're seeing these these quarterbacks complete really high percentages of their throws. I mean, look, uh, Hunter Johnson's been benched from, at Northwestern, and he completed 75% of his passes against MSU. I think in his other games, he's at like 38% or something, like something stupid like that. I mean, it's really bad. And it's a little worrisome. I get that they're trying to protect the defenses, the defense. I don't think they've given up. Um, I don't think they gave up a pass over 30 yards since the opener. I don't think so. Um, I'll have to check on that. Um, and so it's working, but the bend don't break is kind of pushing the limits of how many yards you can give up and only give up 17, 20 points. You know, and so a little, little nervous about that. But again, Ronnie, here's the point: we're talking about this as if MSU has a shot at the Big Ten title, and you know, we're looking. Oh, you know, the defense needs to be shorn up. Holy crap! We're talking about it as if Michigan State could be in the, you know, big, be in the Big Ten title hunt. I mean, who knows? Yeah. But no, but a hundred percent. But but we're now critiquing them not from the the not. We're already past the steps they've made from last year. You know yes. what I mean? And we, we and, were looking at a bigger picture and that's something I already think four weeks ago, you and I would, we would not have even have been discussing it. And now we're talking as if like, man, we really got to show this up because we want that. We want that shot at Ohio state. We want that shot at Penn state at the end of the year. And that's, and I think you and I said it last week. I think it's so nice. It's nice to be nervous again because it's nice to play games that need something again. It's yeah. nice to feel like every well week in and week out we are playing we are playing for something. And I, I think truly we haven't felt that way since 2015. And I, and I think like we talked about it last week, you and I, you know, uh, a little bit over text that I think we were like, man, we're nervous about this Nebraska game. We wouldn't have been last year. We're nervous because it means so much. And every game is just going to mean a little more. This Western Kentucky game, it's a game we should win, but we're still going to be nervous. But it's a oh, chance yeah. to go 5-0. and How many D'Antonio teams went 5-0? and I can tell you what. I think it's like only two. Yep. I, and so, I mean, like, it's special to be 5-0. and It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> But it means everything, if that makes sense. Oh, look at you, waxing philosophical. I love it. You know, yeah, it, it is, and, and I think it just has to go with. You talk about the momentum and the internal belief. It's it for a young program, and for a fan base that hasn't had a lot to cheer for before D'Antonio. The biggest fear was what happens when he leaves. Okay, it's the same thing that's going to happen when Izzo eventually retires in in twenty sixty five. Um, and he's gonna uh, he's gonna die in the job man that's my thought again in 2065 um and and so everything i think is 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 under a little bit more of a critical lens for him um 
because of that, he, you know, anytime you follow a legend and D'Antonio make no, make no bones about it, is a legend. Um, especially at, especially at a program like MSU, but anywhere, I mean, what, what he did at the program was, was really unprecedented. Um, Tucker's given us reason to believe very early on in his tenure. And that really can set you up for success as a program in in a way that, you know, look, this fan base has been jonesing for good football for 40 years. They got it. And now they're seeing, oh man, there might be life after D'Antonio. Okay. And, you know, you can kind of feel like the, the fan base take a breath. Um, and that's, it's impressive. I mean, it's really impressive. And you have a lot of coaches that um, talk the talk. Uh, you know, PJ Fleck is a, is, is a rah-rah, we're going to do this. You know, Butch Jones at Tennessee and, you know, when he was at Tennessee and all this other stuff. And a lot of them fall flat on their face, quite frankly, because you can't BS your way when the pads are on. Okay, to a certain extent, unless you have some great assistant coaches, see James Franklin. Um, and right now, Tucker's talking the talk because this team looks coherent. You know, it's not perfect. They've got a lot to improve on, but there is a kind of common unifying drive in this team um, where, look, uh, defense picked up the offense. Okay. And for the first time in three in four games, and I'm I, I couldn't be more happy to see that. Yeah, you know, no, I'm 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 with you 100. percent I think I think every everything you say is so accurate, and especially the life after D'Antonio. I mean, I remember just dreading the day he would retire. I remember wanting him to retire and not knowing who would be the next guy. Obviously, a lot of people thought it would be Luke Fickle, and I thought that would be the only way Michigan State can succeed. And now we're seeing someone who's almost the polar opposite of D'Antonio, but still has a ton of his roots in there and and like succeeding. And it just makes you feel good as a Michigan state guy. One thing I want to just quickly talk about, there's two topics I want to talk to before we get into any Mm -hmm. um, other, uh, you know, dive into the game or whatever. And and two things I think are important. And and I, secondly, it's going to be Klein and the Gervin transfer, but I want to first talk about Peyton Thorne. And I think that's everyone's, I think those are the two topics on everyone's mind. I think it's something we should address. Peyton Thorne has been amazing through three games in Miami. I saw him made three and a half games. That, let's let's give him three and a half. I mean, true, for- three three and a half. That's fair. Uh, but the, some of the throws he made in Miami. I mean, I FaceTime you when he made that throw to Naylor, and like the crowd was just erupting. Even Miami fans were like, "Who is that guy?" Like, <laughs> yeah, we've never heard of him, and he is good. And, and then. You know, he, 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 he takes some serious shots in the first and second half against Nebraska. Someone needs to teach the kid to slide all week. But he really struggles for the first time this year in the second quarter. And I saw some real negative tweets, you know, negative things on the board, what have you. I mean, none of that matters. My question to you is, like, what did you think? Like, a lot of people are like, oh, that's, you know, he can't do it when he doesn't have a run. He's not a good quarterback. I personally think he was hurt. I think he was a little dazed and confused. Not saying he had a concussion, but you get a few stingers. You're not seeing the whole field. He misses Jaden Reed wide open. That would have been a touchdown pass. He was not connecting with Naylor. Something we've seen with him the whole time is that, you know, his accuracy is something we, you know, he really hangs his hat on. You know, he has like 11 for 11 games and drives and things like that. So I just want to know, you know, you being the, you know, I would say like the RCMB football expert. Tell me what you thought of that Peyton Thorne, because I was concerned and what, you know, should we expect going forward? Do you think that was just a freshman quarterback in his first big moment? Or do you think that was he was a little rattled, a little dinged? Um, Without being uh, too 
look, it, it, it's a bit of everything, right? Um, okay. Yeah. For, first, let, let me start with this. I'm, I'm not worried long term unless he's actually hurt. Um, we watched Cook get look phenomenal, then get hurt. We watched Lewerke, you know, be a workhorse, then he got hurt. Uh, and those guys were really never the same. And that's a cons- that's a concern anytime you see a guy's ball start wobbling. Um, he's not seeing the field. I, I'll be honest with you. I I'm always honest with you. Why would I lie? Um, but the it's one thing to be the underdog, especially on the road where it's just you and your guys against the world. It's another thing to then be expected to throw four touchdown passes in a game and be expected in front of a ravenous home crowd. I mean, look, that's the loudest crowd Peyton Thorne's ever pay- played in front of. Okay? Absolutely. It happened to be a home crowd, but last year with COVID and, you know, he played at Happy Valley, but he was not a, um, he, 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 there are no fans. So yeah. And Miami was half full at best. Yeah. And, and it's Miami. I mean, they're not known as, as the greatest, loudest fan base in the, in the world, which is unfortunate. I really, I really like the Miami folks I talked to. I keep saying that they were great. Just, fans. just, just on like a real quick side note, that, that stadium is an hour outside of campus. That Terrible. makes no sense. That's a disaster. As a student, like you and I are, I would say above average football fans. Yes. I wouldn't travel an hour no. to go to a, a, a game. Like as a student, I'd be like, I'm staying in my dorm room. Like, I just think that's a huge travesty to the school, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, Sorry. it's you no, know, don't be uh, that, that, that's absolutely right. Um, no, I, I think, I think if, I mean, look, he played pretty well in the first half. I mean, I think he was like, like, like 11 of 15 yeah, or no, something. I mean, he Minus was, I mean, interception. He was, right. Which is, which is okay. First time really facing a true cover too, because Northwestern wasn't running it as much. Um, but he, he took a shot and that's exactly what you're not supposed to do against that defense. Right. I mean, that, and that, I don't think he actually saw the safety, the way he no, threw it. I think no, he was like, he didn't. And that's, that is the same mistake. You know what? The same mistake Kirk Cousins made as a senior against Nebraska, kept trying to force passes over the middle deep against a cover two. It's just a recipe for disaster. And it was, but then they adjusted. Um, they got read, they got read loose. They caught him in a corner blitz and the safety just couldn't keep up with them. Beautiful. I mean, that's a mismatch. You take it. And you take it, um, and, and so it, everything was fine. And then he he took too many. He took probably th- he took two sacks, and then he probably took another three shots while he was scrambling. Big and, shots, but, but big ones. And the last one, the one that was I should have been targeting. I mean, just a. I, I don't care if it was legal. It was. It's dirty to have your shoulder, your, your forearm into a guy's helmet. I'm sorry. I, I'm not sorry. That was terrible. I was. I was. I was. I was angry when I saw that the same way I was angry that Northwestern guy, like, you know, did like a drive by on Harold Joyner's head in, in uh, the, the opener. I mean, there's no business for that. You know, I get that he's, he's eligible, but you can't, you can't ear hole a guy. That, and that's that, fine. That, and that, I don't disagree no, that, with that, you. that rule. That rule needs to be changed. I was, I, I absolutely, I, I saw that. I was like, Oh, how is he not concussed? I mean, he basically, well, got that's punched, what, he basically but, got punched in the fine. head. I'm with you. But my other point is Peyton Thorne should know at this point, like, it's more valuable to slide and punt than to take huge shots like that because there's more on the line than the first down on this drive. And it's something he's got to learn because I'm with you. Don't put yourself in that position. Just don't do it. Slide. Yeah. The work he struggled with that early in his career. No, too. Any, look, he's, he, how are you going to fault a guy for making a play? That's what I'm saying. And, and that's, and that's really the question is, is not the question, but the, he, it, it, it's not like he was doing it because, he was just being reckless. He was trying to get those two extra yards, spark the offense, 
and it ended up hurting hurting him. And I'm sure he'll learn from it. I saw videos he's practicing. Uh, I don't know that he's going to play. You know, I assume he's playing this weekend, um, but I don't know what the impact is. Um, if it's if it's I hate to say just a head injury and it's not and it's not a <laughs> no 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 no. But there's a I know what you mean. I you know, know what you mean. You know, I, I do, but I'm just a, cracking up. That's a hilarious. Non, a non concussive head injury. Nobody today says just a head injury. I know. I, as soon as I, I said I it, I what you meant, but I was because laughing. because like because an act uh, like a bruised so- shoulder, a bruised throwing shoulder. He he's not going to be the same guy for a month. All year, yeah, all year. Sure. It, it just it's just not going to. He's going to try to work it out, try to warm it up, and it's just going to get worse every time he gets hit, and he's going to get gun shy, and it's a terrible situation. That's Absolutely, the, that, that that's the worst case. And I don't think Russo can play. I think he's hurt. So I think you're down to Noah Kim at that point. Yeah, no, I Honestly, and I, I agree with you. That, which means that, that that's that that's how. Look, look, he was he was clearly playing hurt or he hurt and rattled. I think he was rattled in the first half, settled down, and then he got then he got popped in the face a couple times. Yeah, which you know what? At this level, he has to get used to. Yes, and and that's the um, uh, that's the that's just the nature of the beast. And yeah, and, I, and, I and another thing it. is too, for the first time, his running game didn't work. And I think that's a big deal for a freshman quarterback. You're not used to starting, used to having this running back who's going to get your first downs all the time. You know, Walker was going nowhere in this game. So, I mean, it was kind of all on Peyton Thorne to make something happen. I think that's a definite new role he hasn't had to face in his career. Yeah. And I, I look, I wasn't too. I also felt like Jay Johnson didn't adapt to Nebraska's defense the way he did against Miami, which actually really surprised me and disappointed me a bit because I thought his adjustments against Miami were fantastic. I yes. mean, I mean, I mean, really were. I mean, even even absent the the final pick that that led to that touchdown. Look, I mean, the the strip sack that set him up for the 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 score to go up two touchdowns came it came early in the fourth quarter. It was like fourteen minutes left in the fourth quarter. Still a live ball game. That wasn't fluky. Um, but he had punished, I mean, just punished Miami. I mean, they scored, I would say 31 regular offensive points in the, in the second and third in, in, you know, 35 minutes of ball game, um, against Miami. And then I saw against Nebraska with this cover two and all that. I mean, they, they did a few things that worked, which were basically Hayward and, um, Hayward was, Hayward was hitting and um, they really just needed to go north-south with the running game. They got too cute. They tried this wildcat stuff down in the red zone. and Oh, and the false I mean, just, start. Like, you just false, can't have penalties just, like that to just, end drives. It just was – the offense was just not executing. And that's a part of it, I think. And I, I w- we didn't have a chance to do a podcast last week. And my biggest concern was, okay – now they have to deal with expectations and no matter what, especially in the, especially in social media. And I texted you a bunch. I kept using the word rat poison, right? So Nick yes. Saban calls it, they just are being force fed rat poison all week. Three, and no start big upset against Miami top 25 ranking. How far can Michigan state go? You know, uh, Peyton Thorne, big 10 player of the week, you know, Kenneth Walker le- leading the nation in rushing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Boom, boom. And y- y- you can't, you got people at campus excited. You got people doing interviews. You got, um, you have all this, this, these distractions. And then you've got a big homecoming or not a homecoming, but you have a big night crowd stripe the stadium you begin to start reading your own, believing your own press clippings. You're not quite doing the focus and the work and almost bit them. I mean, they could have easily been up like 21 to seven at halftime. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. 
very no easily and that's and that's and 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 then that's lights out because Nebraska like I like I I was was you know commenting during the game and at the halftime I said look second half they're up 13 10 I think that was it and I said look Nebraska's gonna get 10 to 14 points in the second half based on Taylor Martinez backyard BS and guess what they got 10 points in the second half on Taylor Martinez backyard BS <laughs> He's good. I, he, I know. No, I want to give him some. He's a damn good player, and the amount of shots he takes, woo, like that guy. The way he got hit by Henderson in the first half, who Henderson, by the way, is a dog. Yeah, he's um, he's going to be in. He's going to be in. The, I scoffed that he would be in the league next year. He's in the league next year. He's in the league next. He's year. in the league yeah. next year. Yeah. No. He's, yeah. So he's, 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 he's good. pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. No. That's kind of the Peyton Torrance log. And the next thing, like I said, I want to get your opinion on and. Before we dive into anything, is the Gervin Klein news and the transfer? I was surprised, especially with Klein. Gervin, I was a little less surprised because he's obviously gotten passed by Brantley now, and, I, and you know. But I was surprised with the Wiltshire being his head coach. What did your like initial oh. thoughts on that? Because I mean, I was pretty disappointed with Klein. I I really like Chase Klein, as you know. Like I, I've been, you know, saying I think he was the second best linebacker. I you know third best linebacker outside of Halliday and. Crouch. crouch and obviously like when you say like there's duct tape holding together a crew i mean now the linebacking crew comes down to like you know van summerin who has Ugh. played okay for when he no. has played but he's slow no, he on but, the on, well on that on that 45 yard run that martinez got and, and here is the thing like like the run defense is actually pretty good uh um, yeah I mean, Jacob like, Slade also had a huge, oh, huge day, huge day. The whole, the whole defense actually had a, oh, when you're playing 90 snaps, you're going to accumulate some stats. Someone, someone's got to have a huge, someone's got to have a huge day. Um, so I, I just want to put a bow on Thorne. As long as he's sorry, not, sorry, sorry. As, yeah. as long as he's not long-term injured, I think he's fine. He'll grow from the experience. Yeah. He is, okay. a, you know, the coach's kid, blah, 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 all the, that platitude that actually matters. He seems like a level-headed guy. Um, he'll be more balanced, and we saw him play okay against Northwestern, and then kind of go yard the next two games. So he's got it in him. He can th- he can throw the ball around, and he'll be he'll be fine. the The whole offense just didn't wasn't cl- it wasn't just him. Look, the offensive line was a sieve um, against some very very good D tackles and defensive linemen. Um, but they're not going to face a defense like that until Ohio State. Penn, no, Penn, Ohio State's defense not that good. Penn State, honestly, you know whatever Michigan says they are. We're, I guess we'll find out in the next thing. But I mean, Nebraska, I think is is a very good defense. I mean, honestly, very good defense. Um, I'm disappointed in the transfers, and I think this is the <laughs> issue. Um, so, anyways, I think we're fine with Thorn as long as he's not actually hurt. Um, right. So the the transfers are disappointing. It's it's just the reality with the um, with the transfer portal. Every year you're going to see transfers at the fourth game, and the thing is, it's not just going to. Aff- I haven't kept track of, but it's not just going to affect MSU. It's going to affect pl- t- all all the teams because you can play four games, preserve your red shirt if for, if you get it. But I, I think both of those guys have used their red shirt, so I don't know what they're doing. Um, and um. You can go without sitting out a year, transfer, you know, and go go play somewhere where you're starting. So why would you as a junior want to sit as a backup? And that's a problem for a team like a, a, a team that's got aspirations like Michigan State. It's a new challenge. I think even for the Clemsons, the Alabamas, I mean, look, Ohio State had a, a, a four-star linebacker quit in the middle of a game against Akron. 
threw up the deuces, literally threw up the deuces on Twitter, like at halftime, like F Ohio State. And I was like, oh my God, this guy's insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, I certainly don't want him at, at Michigan State, but the, um, you know, the point is, is that he, um, it's just the reality of, of the environment. I, you know, Klein is. It someone- is, but but I guess my 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 question on it is like, so they already redshirted. Why why not stay the season? You're four and zero. You you did this whole off season work with the team. Klein got a sack in this game, but I know he only played five snaps. You know, Gervin has made plays this year, but obviously got passed by Ronald Williams. You know, made a bad play in the Youngstown State game where he went too shallow, let the guy bounce outside. You know, gave up a touchdown and he got benched for it. Rightfully so. But, you know, you're, you're on this team, you're 4-0. Obviously, you can, you know, play to, you know, play to stay. I don't, I don't know what it is. What is it? Play to stay or whatever. Something you know, you like work that. to win, work to stay, whatever. But, I mean, you're 4-0. You know, it's not like things are going poorly. You're getting playing time. Uh, I, Klein, I, I just, I don't understand it. Where are you going to go right now? What, are you just going to go sit in the portal? Like, your film, Gervin's film is not very good. Klein, I can see having options, but I can't see it being more than a Mac options. I think it's selfish. I, I Listen, I wish the kids well. I don't blame them. But it just doesn't make any sense to me. And like you said, they preserved the redshirt. Why wouldn't you see how things go? And all, you're, you're an injury away from starting. Like, it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And, I, I mean, I'm sure Tucker was like, whatever. Like, see you later. But it's just weird. It's weird. Yeah, and it's it sucks because they they the linebacker Klein is the bigger loss. He's he was definitely the number three linebacker. Certainly, someone they counted on to give Halliday a break because look, this team is this defense the way it's structured. They're on the field at least seventy five snaps a game, which is a lot. You know, you know they've had. I think they've faced. Someone said the fourth most snaps of any defense in the country, um, which is fine, but not for much longer and man i'm telling you it, uh, you've only got you only had three linebackers you trusted because van summeren wasn't i mean he got whipped on that long run by martinez um i i don't trust him against a against a spread offense at all um you know ruckers might be another story he might get a lot of playing time against ruckers um he'll probably get a good apparently, lot of playing time against michigan Apparently, Ma Giate has been getting a lot more snaps recently. But I yeah, know you and I is. were a little disappointed with his size. But I mean, yeah, he came we, in too we heavy. Might, we might be forced to play him at this point. Like there might not be another yeah, option. No, there there isn't because you you can't ask you can't ask Crouch and I mean Crouch actually probably can play every snap of every game and that kid's still a different breed. A marathon. Like that kid just literally doesn't get tired. He is running all over the place all the time. I don't understand how he does it. He's a freak because he's a freak. I mean, that's an actual freak athlete. You know, the the kind that that they haven't had in a while. I mean, look, he's he is he is every bit the athlete said. And I got to tell you. It, honestly, looking better every week. Um, he's becoming less and less of a liability, and something that I really appreciate about him: that kid ha- plays with effort every snap. If he's out of position, Agreed. he doesn't just stand around and looking. You know, I saw on um, I was re- I rewatched part of the Miami game late. Um, you know, Walker does some f- fancy cutback magic in the fourth down in the red zone and gets eleven yards. And Spencer Brown finishes his block and literally just stops and st- like just starts looking around. Like my kid, when he's like, "Oh, is that a butterfly? Awesome!" And like, then he's like, "Oh shoot, I need to keep blocking," you know, not playing quite to the whistle. He's young; he'll it's fine. But that's but that's the stuff, Crouch. You don't worry about 
Crouch Crouch will keep fighting through every play. And yeah. I, I really res- I really have a lot of respect. He doesn't know and, everything yet. And he's and I gotta he's tell you, gotten so much better though with that. Because we talked about like he's gonna run around but not really know the playbook. I think he's learned the playbook so much, you know, so much better from game one against Northwestern to now. I think he really is like getting it. And I think that just comes with like he's getting so much better coaching than he did at Tennessee. Like it looks like he's finally getting. Yes, there are things that he's got to connect still, but I mean, he is so much further along than I thought he would be, which really just so shows what a disservice Tennessee did to him in his year there. Yeah, I think thank goodness he got out of Knoxville and came to came home to East Lansing, right? Um, it, but it's true. I, I agree a hundred percent. And I think the the with the with the transfer issues, like I worry about a guy. Not I have no reason to say this. Just using it as an example, like Donovan Eaglin. Or Eaglin, the uh, running back, who's like fourth string or fifth string, but but you you, see, you saw him a little bit against Youngstown State, and he made you go, oh, let's see what he looks like once the guys in front of him are gone. Guys like that may not be inclined to wait there till their redshirt sophomore year to get on. That's the field a anymore. huge issue. Yeah, it's a huge problem because then you're then you're basically your depth is always going to be seniors and fr- like redshirt freshmen, like the guy and, this, I, and, I, and that and the, it, but it's going to be for everybody. I mean, everyone's yeah. oh, going to no, have that gonna, problem. It, it, it's definitely going to be. And I and I will just say, and I will not name the, pair, the player, but I talked to I, in Miami. I we happened to be at a restaurant with a uh, a player's uh, family, and I was talking to them, and I was like, "Oh, we love your son. We think he's going to be a great Spartan." And they, you know, we were just talking, and they were like, "Why is he not getting on the field more? What do you think?" And I was like, "Oh, I mean, he's you know, and out you know, he's a younger, younger underclassman, right. you know." Like a red, like a like he's in his like one of it, you know, his early, early guys, freshman just, year, yeah, right, right? Early guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, I mean, I think we they, we think he should be getting more playing time. You know, it's kind of demoralizing. And I'm just thinking, man, that's kind of crazy. Like Plexico Burris wasn't even good till his like soft like redshirt sophomore year. You know, I mean, there are like all superstars in the NFL who it takes time. So people just don't want to wait anymore. And, and like, look at Keon Coleman, like a great example. Like he's great, but we never know what's going through Keon Coleman's mind as well. Like I want to be on the field, and he hasn't really gotten that. No, he doesn't know. So, but he, but he doesn't. No, he doesn't know what a wide receiver does. I mean, that's the problem. No, I know that. I mean, but he, what I'm he, saying is, like these these kids don't care. They want to do it. I mean, I, I go back to when uh, you know Tom Izzo was talking. You know, when Jeremy Warno was on this uh, mm-hmm. podcast, Jeremy Warno was telling me he was talking to Tom Izzo one time, and he said Elvin Ellis's father was like, "Well, my kid's going pro after his junior year," and like everyone almost fell out. Like, what do you, what do you mean he's going pro for his junior year? Like he might not even start from Michigan state. Well, his junior he, he's year, so. going, he's going pro in something other than sports is what he meant. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you, so set whole, you set that up. You set that up. That was amazing. <laughs> so the whole point is like, these kids like just have a warped idea. It's not really their fault. They're told from the time they're in high school, like you're going to be a pro, you're going to do this. And like, it's just going to be a real issue. Not just for Tucker, but for everyone. Now, the good thing about Tucker is he's good at getting kids from other programs, but yeah, I mean, you're going to see it at Alabama, Clemson, Pickett. It's going to happen, but it sucks to be happening right now for Tucker, who does not have the depth he wants to have. I mean, Clemson just lost a four-star running back. Yeah. I mean, from I mean, from their from their from their roster. I mean, it's it, and I haven't kept up with everything yet, and I'm sure there's going to be others. And I mean, this is the week it's going to happen all across the country. Um, and so it, it, it's just unfortunate. I. I I will say the people, I mean, the, due to the kind of the great purge that happened last season and the fact that quite frankly, the fact they're having success, probably getting more and more guys to, to, to buy in. Um, you know, you would think that they'd probably try to rotate some more folks in, but they've been in, 
it, it, it's hard to do that when you're in tight games through the fourth quarter. I mean, they weren't they weren't they didn't pull away from Miami till the end. They played a lot. I of mean, people. on defense, everyone's playing though. I mean, you're everybody's getting snaps on defense. Like, I, I'm very impressed. I mean, I think the place I don't see it where I'd like to see. It, I, I mean, I'd wide like, receiver. I'd like to, wide receiver and running back. Like, I'd like to see you give England one to four a game, like just to get him some touches because. I think there's like untapped potential there. And like you said, I, and it's terrible to think this way. I don't want to risk him going to the portal because I really think he could be like a J.U. Colkirk type guy down the line. And it, that's the risk you take by not getting these guys touches, you know, especially when you're from far away. Like maybe you're from like England, I think is from Texas, right? Yep. So, I mean, like that's like tough when you could go home and play, you know, and I'm sure these kids are getting recruited on campus. It's like, now this is like a big macro issue we've kind of evolved into, but yeah, it's going to be something to monitor going forward. And I don't, I don't think these guys will be the last people to transfer, but I, you know, I, I, I just hopefully it's not anyone too impactful. Well, I think right, and uh, I think there's something to be said about um, you're going to see it. I think every year going forward. I mean, who's the team that has the depth, and and that it happens all across the country, you know, and. Um, it, I don't know. I'm 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 not a fan. I get it, but I still don't like it. You know, Gervin's someone that we've kind of complained about for years. I mean, nothing against him personally. He just he just doesn't have the the kind of the it factor that you you look for in a cornerback. He just doesn't have the really it's really ball skills. It's the timing. I mean, when you saw Josiah Scott play, he had it. When you saw you know Darquez Denard, he had it. Justin Lane evolved to have it. Um, and it, quite frankly. You see Chuck Brantley out there. You're like, oh, he has like, kid has it, kid has, has it. it. And Kimbroke actually is showing more and more. He's someone actually wasn't impressed with it off the bat, yeah. you know, because they they benched Williams for him. And that and then I saw like, okay, okay, I I, I see what you're saying. I mean, he he's starting to play more and more confident. Um, and that's all. I mean, look, it, it's all good. They clearly need upgrades of talent at at um, uh, cornerback. But I gotta tell you. Uh, defensive end through through four games, uh, well on the exceeded expectation oh, side. Beasley, Beasley, I agree one hundred percent. But Beasley getting rolled up on, like I, you know, I don't know. I, I, you know, Tucker didn't say he was out for the season, which gives me a little hope, but that hurts. But yeah, I agree with you. Defensive end and specifically, you know, Panishuk. I we I, Beasley was you know better than we thought, but Panishuk and Piotrowski I thought have done a pretty damn good job, especially uh, little P train. You know, six one, and he's all over the place. He's it's so weird. Like you look at him, and he's kind of this like sawed off linebacker looking guy. And I'm like, okay, when he was recruited, I I dogged it. I was I was thinking, what are you doing with this? With this, you know, short, not particularly you know known for his explosion. Oh, he just makes plays. Okay, great. You know, this sound this sounds like another D'Antonio. Hey, Marcus, uh, it, it reminds no, me a lot of Marcus, Marcus Rush. No, Mar- Marcus Rush was 6'3". I mean, <laughs> you know, it, but the kid, you know what? I was wrong. 100% wrong. 1,000% wrong. All of the wrong. I mean, he's played against Nebraska. He's played against Miami. He's got like three and a half sacks already or two and a half or something like that. I mean, yeah. he, he's, it's, it, no, he's not making, he's not making fluke plays. It's not just, it's not just motor and effort. It's, it's good. He's a good player and he's, yes. he's only going to be better. And with him and, and Panish, I mean, Panishuk, uh, finally, I mean, he clearly he's healthy. Um, you know, had his first two sacks of the year against Nebraska. And that's kind of fun to see how the, um, 
you know, how they're kind of doing it by committee. I mean, the depth is fantastic. I'm surprised Mallory hasn't played much on D tackle. It's been Maverick Hansen and Jacob Slade and uh, Simeon I Barrow. Know, I, I know Mary's, uh, dude, Simeon Barrow's great. I know Mallory, I hear, is a little banged up. Jalen Hunt as well. But it's amazing. Like you said, the depth is crazy. Like, you know, we heard, we, we thought, we, we watched in the spring game, we thought Barrow was going to be a guy. He's like one of the anchors out there. I think he plays more than almost everyone but Slade. I mean, it has been incredible to see what they've done over there uh, all across the defensive line. Like we thought that would be the strong point, but I don't think we thought it was going to be the strong point like this. Like I thought we thought, you know, Hunt was going to be so important and Beasley was going to be so important. Beasley is so important, but it's been guys that we did not expect to take this next step. And that's been really exciting to see, you know, and like guys that we thought were hoping that would, and I know we, you know, tank Brown's a year away. These are guys that I was not expecting to make such big impacts. Well, and, and and they need it, but the, you know when you're playing eleven guys on the D line, yeah, you can play eighty plays because they're only playing you know twenty six each. Sure, it's probably that's sure. probably an unsung reason why they stayed in the game because they were so it, fresh. Uh, it, it's exactly right, and it allows you to go all out on every snap. And uh, you want to hear something fun? There isn't a sing- single senior defensive tackle on the roster. Yeah. Not, not pretty one, young, which is really impressive. I, Slade's awesome. I love, I love watching him play. He he's, he's was fun. an animal in this game. He's so much fun. Well, I mean, Nebraska's offensive line is horrific. Um, I mean, they were bad. They were so the, the state. Okay, state gave up ten tackles for locks and like two or three sacks. State had seven sacks in this yeah. game. <laughs> what is that? There's a, there are years we didn't get seven sacks to like game six. Like that's amazing. Yeah, they're like um, they're like just by, they. I think the average four sacks a game right now, which is well well in excess of what I expected. And again, I want to point this out: playing three power five teams, Northwestern's not great. I get it, but Miami's decent. Nebraska, I will tell you, is decent. Uh, it's not fluke. You can four games in. This is it's it's not three MAC teams and, and a crap Washington team at home. Sorry other people in the state that happen to be in the power five. Um, it's not, this is, this is not a fluke. These guys can play. Um, it's just a matter, I think really of the back seven and the court, the coaches being comfortable with the back seven, um, playing a little tighter, I think playing, being able and understanding in zone, how to reroute receivers without playing man. And that's an art. I mean, uh, Iowa does it fantastically. They, they can disrupt passing routes without playing a man. Very hard to, not very hard, but, but not easy to do. Um, and that's what, and that's the struggle on defense on offense. I, I still think the offensive line is a work in progress. They kind of came back to earth a little bit. Um, I think they're rotating too many guys. Um, maybe I actually, I've actually been pretty impressed with, uh, Shockingly enough, Campbell. I thought Campbell and has done a pretty good job on his. Like, he had a real bad. He had game. a really bad game. He Who a, didn't have a really uh, bad game? I mean, like I think Allen. Allen had the worst. Allen has been bad in his career. Right. This was the worst game I've ever seen him play. I was like, literally, they just ate his lunch. No, I agree. Campbell didn't have a great game. I've been impressed with him. Otherwise, from what I, I thought, he would never play football again. Not his fault. No injuries. Lost weight. I thought he's done okay this year. But, I, I mean, yes, Campbell had a bad game. Tell me a lineman who didn't have a bad game. I thought they were all terrible. Yeah. Even Jarvis. Yeah, no, and they had, they had to put Jarvis at right tackle again at one point. But, like, just stick five guys and, and let them get in a rhythm. Because I thought Nebraska was varying their fronts. They were bringing uh, a lot of pressure, a lot of linebacker pressure. And they were 
the offense couldn't seem to get their hands around what they were doing like they did against Miami. Yeah. I, f- I, felt, I felt like the game slowed down for them against Miami and their protection shifted. Nebraska kept them guessing basically all night. Well, um, Nebraska's a legit defense, like you said. It's it's a very strong defense. And this is, you know, credit to a, you know, uh, Jim Comprioni uh, over at the Spartan Magboard. He said multiple times, like Nebraska two gaps. But multiple times they went to a one gap at the correct mm-hmm. times and absolutely blew Walker up. And like they were like they did it at the right times. When to stop Michigan State and our linemen had no idea how to combat that. And not they just said that's just a talented move and almost impossible to prepare for as a lineman when you're taking two gaps all the time and then all of a sudden someone one gaps. And I, you can explain a little more that two gap to one gap to people. But like it was those are the things that. You know, very good linemen can't handle. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, was, this, we were just overmatched. The, the short version is, is is two gap is is generally where a it, think about it space eating versus trying to make a play. So, like two two gap is you ever so gaps are the space between you know the guard the between the offensive lineman the, between the guard and the center or the center and the guard. There's the, those are the a gaps between the guards and the tackles. Those are the b gaps outside of the tackles are the C gaps. And then if you have a tight end on there, then there's a D gap to the out to the outside shoulder of the tight end. Um, so the defensive, t- the defensive line is supposed to slot into some of those gaps. And then the linebackers are supposed to take the, those are what you call run fits. Like what, 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 you know, what lanes are you responsible for? Well, like if you think about it, like in a three, four, you know, you have a nose tackle. Well, he has both a gaps. He's head up on the center, meaning he's straight up. He's not on either side. He's straight up on the center. So if anything comes left or right, He's got he's got the responsibility up the middle, um, and he's so big he requires two people to kind of maintain him because he's big enough that he can handle two gaps. Okay, so uh, those guys are more space eaters. They're not penetrating. They're just trying to muck up that area and let the linebackers clean up. Well, a one gap is is like think of Jarrell Worthy, what they call three tech, and that's like on the out outside shoulder of the guard in that B gap. Okay, and their job is just to beat their man one on one, get in the backfield. Beat their man one on one, get in the backfield. It's an attack. It's an attack. It's a penetration uh, based defense, and it's basically they they were toggling. If you think about it simplistically, kind of toggling their Nebraska front, man their, makes look bad if they continue to you well, know if well, they continue sorry, to stay sorry. healthy on defense. Oh. I thought. Oh, that's we we haven't we have another guest apparently. Um, sorry, 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 sorry. I don't that that just started playing on my laptop. I apologize. I fixed that's it. That's okay. That's okay. But no, no, the, the no point, I, this no, is really no, good no. because no, no, no this the, is good the, because the, my my dad will be very excited to hear this. Yeah, it's just it's it's a shift from from the the letting the linebackers flow through to kind of a jail you know kind of a jailbreak every everyone's going at you. Um, if you think about like um, you know a lot of times MSU would play uh, the that three three five delta, you know sometimes they would have all their you know they, they would even put three or even four um, defensive ends on the field or yes. three DNs where they were all like standing up, yeah. Right, so they rush, would all kind of, rush was like they, the middle defensive tackle, yeah, during right? Those, yeah, yeah, and, and you'd kind of knife in, or Beasley last year did this kind of knife in there. Um, and it, it's just you handle two gappers one way, you handle penetration the other, you know, another. You can, and, and depending on what your blocking scheme is, you know, you adjust. But they did both, and and quite frankly, sometimes it, look, football doesn't have to be more complicated than. I can beat a guy one on one in like a position drill, and Nebraska was beating our guys one on one. 
that's it's, 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 in bad moments. Fourth and yeah. one, you know, yeah. you know, we get beat. Well, we get but, beat. But, Natalie but, Thorn but, holds but, the but ball. And fourth, but fourth and one, doing stupid stuff. Stop. Tra- if you only need a yard, go straight. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, I, they overthought themselves and they got 100%. And just, in it just in you know the red what? zone, and you get that false start. We talked about that already, but they got way too cute. And I don't know if you saw that stature in the game, but Nebraska outscored their opponents in the fourth quarter like something crazy, like 49 to zero or something. It was, like that. It was bigger like, than that. It was like 60 something in three games. Even worse. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it was not the time to be getting cute. No, it was not. It wasn't. But here's the, the, the good news is, again, plenty to learn without taking the loss bingo you can feel bad about yourselves with a win and that is so important it's it's so important because it's it's going to look guys know how they played all right they're forced to watch film losing losing a game or playing poorly in a game is a motivator for a college football team always is without a doubt you know, it, you, it, with the exception of some very, very charm and soft teams, um, it's a, a bad game usually begets a good game. Okay. Nebraska played like crap against Illinois. They've played better since. Um, you know, MSU, uh, well, actually that's, that's not a good example because we have, they haven't really played a bad game yet. But yeah. I'm, I, I don't think you're going to see the focus issues this weekend, which I think is a great time to to turn to this weekend's game because we're almost 50 minutes yeah. in. We haven't talked about Western Kentucky. Yes, um, we won't. We won't. We won't go crazy on them this weekend. We'll we'll get to the MCAT scores another episode. Yeah. Um. So Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, great name, great mascot, like Grimace's cousin. There's this red blob that's I guess supposed to be the top of a hill. I don't know. Um, That's what that is. I thought that was a flag. I don't know. I don't know. What it's supposed to be. I, I, neither do, neither yeah, do yeah, I. Yeah, I, I. I think his name's Toppy. I'm just going to call him Toppy. I don't know. Um, you're, you're totally going to look. I can hear you typing. You're going to totally look up what the name what, what what the name of the Western Kentucky mascot is. The uh, name is Big Red, but I like. Oh, I, prefer, I prefer Toppy. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like the. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> I'm going to call him Toppy. So, anyways. Yeah. The, the the fight in toppies, uh, you know, I, I should not actually be mocked. Um, they are a, they were like, uh, they won like one game last year or something, um, and like MSU, hit the transfer portal really hard, and they went down to the FCS level to Houston Baptist, which had a record-setting uh, FCS um, offense took their quarterback, took a couple of receivers, took their offensive coordinator and basically transplanted the Houston Baptist offense into the Western Kentucky offense. And that is an air raid attack. And if you remember Washington state a few years ago, um, it is throw, 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 run, throw, 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 run. Uh, it's a spread offense base is there's usually not a tight end. It's straight up one running back, four receivers. Um, get the ball out quick. A lot of smash concepts, a lot of flood concepts, screens, bubble screens, uh, jailbreak screens. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see what else. Um, they'll throw the slot fade in there randomly, though they haven't had a lot of success with it yet. Uh, their quarterback, Bailey Zapp, which is an amazing name, Z-A-P-P-E. I mean, that's a, you got to respect that guy. Um, 
he's like he has, he has some records, right? Like he he set some records last year at wherever. Yeah, he's Baptist. Yeah, game. yeah. He's he's he is he knows the system backwards and forwards. There's none of the because of because they brought the receivers and the quarterback and the offensive coordinator. There's no there's no learning curve. This is the same thing they ran. And so they hit the ground running. I mean, they, they scored like 56 points their first game against Tennessee Martin. This is a, this is a Mike Leach disciple. I mean, this is exactly if you watch yeah. any Mike Leach game, this is what you're going to see this weekend. Yeah, and it's so annoying. I hate it. I hate it. it's so gimmicky in it, but because it, it's also effective and it's, it's really perfect for like a conference USA team, um, because they spread you sideline to sideline. They have huge. The idea is that they they stretch you horizontally. So you, it creates one on base. Everything becomes a one-on-one matchup. Okay. And because of the, because of the wide splits, there are wide open, easy passing lanes. Okay. And it's a way to get, that reduces the game from 11 on 11 to two on one quarterback receiver against one defensive back. And if their receiver can beat your DB one-on-one, it's going to be a completion again and again and again and again. And that's not encouraging against a team like MSU, who has definitely played bend, don't break, and more passive. And I, I they're going to give up a lot of yardage this weekend. Yes, yes, it is, it is going to be so frustrating. If you were looking for Michigan State to come out and change everything, this is not the week that's going to happen. It is no, going to be very frustrating. Probably going to be a shootout, honestly. I mean, shootout is, I, I think... I mean, it talk, we'll get to their defense, but shootouts, that means their defense would have to stop us eventually. Like, I think we'll stop them. Our defense isn't terrible. I don't I don't see them stopping no, no, us. No, 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 no. Shootout means both teams keep scoring. And the I last, don't think they're going to see. Yeah. We'll see. Are. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, so they, look, they can get behind on the sticks and still convert. I think they have a 100% fourth down conversion rate on the year. <laughs> um, they go for it on fourth and three all the time, though they didn't late against Indiana, which is actually a pretty big yeah. mistake. Inside um, the forty yard line, terrible idea. Forty two, yeah, especially yeah, the game they, you lost by two points. Yeah, they puckered, which was surprising. Um, they're a very good offense. They are not a very good defense at all. And I'll tell you this: Indiana's offense trash is, is a good word. That's so, Ronnie. Come on, it's not trash. 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 I'm literally. I'm watching Listen, this highlight. It's trash. I, uh, Oscar the Grouch. Call because well, it's a highlight. Um, Oscar, you're a Grouch. Yeah, that's no, right. It. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I, I wouldn't say trash. But uh, watching like Indiana's weakness for years, even last year, their offensive line. Okay, and Western Kentucky was getting some penetration. They were kind of collapsing the pocket. I don't think it's because Western Kentucky. I mean, just watching them play. They don't have a particularly talented defensive line. It's more Indiana just isn't that good this year. Um, they just aren't. And still, there are and Penix is a shell of informers of his former yeah, self. Yeah, and remember, Indiana lost their defensive coordinator. They had a bunch of like very good, solid defensive backs last year that are all gone. Like they are definitely not the same defense. Yeah, they returned a lot of starters, but they definitely it's just not the same. It's not the yeah. same. Um, and Penix is staring down his receivers, but there are open receivers. This is a, they, they play a four, two, five, um, you know, as a base and, uh, they blitz, they blitz a fair amount. Um, and I, you definitely didn't pass protect that great, 
But uh, look, their running back, Stephen Carr from USC, solid player. He's not Kenneth Walker. He's slipping tackles, breaking tackles left and right. Um, there are going to be offensive plays to be made. This is going to come down to can the can the back seven bat down some balls and get off the field a couple of times. Um, if they can, you'll be fine. Hey, this will this will be state will win. Um, you know, uh, Army got up got up on Western Kentucky. Indiana got up on Western Kentucky fourteen nothing, and then they basically stay. Then you know, Western Kentucky came back against both games in both games. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I'm not, uh, uh, what, what have you seen from them based on the highlights? Well, so I literally they, they, I've, I've literally watched this like 11 minute Western Kentucky highlight from Indiana. Uh, the deep, Indiana deep, game. deep dive, deep dive. So I've, there, I've really, I've really gone deep into them. Uh, so obviously I would consider myself the foremost expert and it looks like, um, Offensively, they look good, but I, I think Indiana has ma- made some terrible mistakes in this game from what I saw. Um, just coverage-wise, it, it seems like they continuously put their own cornerbacks on a lot island with no safety help. Uh, I, you know, I don't see Michigan State doing that, but also the bend but don't break is going to be super frustrating. They're going to throw the, to the sticks. They're going to get those third and 11s that Michigan State has struggled so mightily on. Um, defensively, it doesn't look like they can stop anybody. Um, from that highlight and a little bit of the uh, army highlight, so I don't know. I mean, like you're, well, you're the guy who does deep dive. I don't know. No, it's okay. I I'll, I'll help you out. Um, yeah, please the, do. Please the, do. The, so the um, without going too much into it, because people really don't. You know, are are they going to get the win? Probably yes. But I, I think you have to take them serious. You, you, you gotta, you, you have to. Well, yeah, you can't not take anyone seriously right now. Like this but, is a team who can bite you in the ass. I mean, three, two points against a power five team. They almost beat. Our, I mean, they're not bad. It's not like I, you're playing, you know, Youngstown again. They did just play. I, I will say this: they did just have a big home game against Indiana, and they've they've lost two heartbreakers. So. Uh, you know, Toppy's the, not feeling too good, baby. Toppy's Toppy's more Jack and Jill rolling down the hill right now. Um, and but part of it is, I think you know they got really hyped up for this game against Indiana. Um, you know they had they had a record crowd of like thirty one thousand people or something like that. Whatever, whoever loves you know Western Kentucky football and. Um, uh, you know they, they fought hard. They played. They had to play four quarters. They had to play four. Qu- you know, Army beats you up, as you know, any triple option offense. But here's the problem with like they've only played three teams, three opponents so far, right? They've played uh, Western Kentucky. I'm sorry, they've played Army, Tennessee, Martin, and Indiana. They had an early buy or something, and so uh, Army, you, you can't evaluate anything. I mean, I think they're giving up like five yards a carry or something. Well, they played Army. Who knows? I mean, who cares? Um, that's not, that, that doesn't really mean anything, uh, that they either offensively or defensively, because army plays, you know, they, they play this, you know, wild blitz every down type defense and, and it's army. So, you know, their, their, their defense is their offense staying on the field. And so I, you know, I, I think army had the ball for like 43 minutes or something in that game <laughs> and Western Typical. Kentucky, well, and Western Kentucky still scored 30 points. So think about that for a second. I mean, they can score. Yeah. They can quickly. score quickly. Um, I, I think their offense is very. I mean, it, I mean, it's an air raid. It's very creative. 
Um, the run is really a trick play, and they do it. They they do it in the red zone. They like to go quick tempo in the red zone and run up the gut, run up the gut, and just yes. double, they just double team your nose tackle and go straight for they four did, yards. They did that a lot against Indiana. with yeah, some success. they just with they some did, pretty good success. They, did, that. they just did some um, some dive plays. Um, it, but the, I guess know, what do you want to see from Michigan State against them? Like, what are you looking for? Like in an ideal world, like so far, I would say Michigan State has lived in an ideal world world for them. What What do you want to see? I guess I, I, honestly, I, I just I just hate the matchup. I hate it. I think it's I think it is the best possible matchup for Western Kentucky against this defense. Um, State doesn't basically doesn't You're really help. bumming me out right now. No, it's true. I I, I this is it. This is an offense that really is designed for quick hitters underneath and the defense is designed to give up quick hitters underneath you have a quarterback he com- he's completing 74 percent of his passes this year he's like third or second or third nationally in passer rating for a reason for a reason because he uh, because if it's there he makes it he's in he's an exp- he's a senior he's played he's played in this offense for years he understands it he's in full control they know what they are they know what they're doing where where they where they kind of break down their offensive line if they if the guy has to hold the ball for more than a second can't hold up because it's still a it's still a conference USA line their running back isn't particularly spectacular by any means and they can get behind the sticks and you know sometimes they get going too fast the quarterback makes a mistake and then you know it's hard to convert on on third and ten for anyone but they don't give up sacks because the ball is out in in literally. You know, three it, seconds. I, I no, was doing the. It's it's yeah. It's it's insane. It's One three two. seconds. That that's like the longest hold too. Right. It's never more than five. Like I I this I've watched. I'm now watching both highlights and. Yeah. Well, they yeah. also do. They also do a lot of trick stuff. A ton. It, they have you running left and right it, to each yeah, side. It's line more every, like Mister. It's more misdirection, not like flea flickers or anything. It's just like misdirection stuff. Yeah, a lot of kind of reminds me like a baby Oregon. Oh, that's exactly what they are, and that's fr- that's frustrating. That's annoying, especially against it a sucks. Team. It, it, it see, it's it just it just doesn't feel like like I knew no, I felt Nebraska was going to be a tough game for because of their defense. I think this is going to be a tough game because of Western Kentucky's offense. I think this is a team that can really score on state. Um, I, I you know I, I I think MSU on the flip side, especially with the offensive. I mean, this is not a good defensive front. Um, you know, they, they really are giving up a lot of, a lot of yards on the ground and they've only played really, I mean, Indiana, which has a, a mediocre offense, they're playing in, in a, an FCS team other than army, which doesn't, again, they don't count. So it is a little hard. Usually by this point in the year, you kind of, kind of have a good feel for what the opponent is, right? Like we kind of knew what Nebraska was coming in. They had played four games already. Um, and you knew it's a little hard to tell you, tell what exactly Western Kentucky is. You yeah, know, because no, for sure, because it's really hard. I mean, I watched Indiana kind of hang with Cincy, but um, I don't know. I, I I think I think you have to run on them. I think that's the um, yeah. I think I think it really comes down to we have Kenneth Walker and they don't. I, I don't. That's why I think we will end up winning by more than two scores. I think in the end they won't be able to stop him. And if it does rain, which is what it says right now, I do think that will kind of handcuff them a little bit and that would be the least ideal situation for them 
Yeah, I, th- I agree. I mean, they don't really have a running game. I mean, if it's a downpour, I think you can favor MSU. Um, I mean, you can throw a bit in the rain, but it's 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 dangerous, and you certainly subject yourself to some some fumbles. Um, you know, they don't turn the ball over really. I, I don't think they. I think they've only thrown like one interception. Um, but it's you know, it, it, it's this is this is not a cakewalk. No, this is not like we were playing Eastern this weekend. Like, honestly, like. I, and we're not to belabor this. Like it's it's not a cakewalk. It's not a game I love playing. To be frankly frank, like especially where they're playing it. Like first couple weeks of the season, okay, f- cool. Like the team's still pumped. You're early. I mean, you just played at Miami and then home against probably the biggest night game and the biggest game of most of these players' career uh, with crowd wise. And now you have to play Western Kentucky, and they're not bad. So it's hard to not overlook that team. And it's another test for Tucker to get his team ready for a game. You know after these two kind of emotional, you know, bigger weeks. Well, I mean, they look, they, they, Miami was tough because of the heat and the, and the, um, you know, the road environment in in Nebraska was tough because they were really on, on the ropes for, for 30 minutes of half the game uh, before they pulled it out. So, you know, how many times can you get up? I mean, on the flip side though, look, Western Kentucky got punched in the face by army and Indiana punched them in the face too. And so it's not a you know it's not like they're going up against a bunch of all pros. They just run a system that's designed to minimize their you know their their if you if you had a combine you know state would smoke them in it right. But the offense is designed to take advantage of that. Defense though, look, this is not a great tackling team. It's a four two five against some 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 bigger lines I, i'm not seeing the stunts i'm not seeing the twist they blitz some they bring their linebackers they'll bring their safeties um but there are holes they play plenty of cover one which is great news for play action um you know if it's you know the the a wet field but no rain is kind of a nightmare for state because then you have to tackle in space more um and you more chances of slipping and sliding and the offense knows where it's going and so the defense has to move and it's uh, that's kind of a pain but you know, we'll, but we'll see. They, then they still have to catch. They still have to tackle Kenneth Walker. Yeah, and you they know? did not do a great job tackling Carr, from what I saw. No, no, they didn't. They didn't. I mean, the, the Indiana game is instructive. If you want to, if you want to go watch, watch it on YouTube or something yes, like it's that. It's a nice I mean, eleven minute and forty one highlight. It's great, guys. Oh, I've, I've, I've been watching the whole the whole thing. The oh, the complete, two hours and twenty four. Yep. Good for yep. you. Yeah, well, that's you have to get a flavor for things that aren't just when things go really well or really not yes. well for each team. You got to look at the no, in, the, in between, and and that's why I'm saying like Penix was really staring down his receivers. A healthy Thorn, I think, picks this team apart. I, yeah. I, I, you know, they're, you know, they're seventh in the country in passing. Or I'm sorry, sixty second in the country in passing yards allowed, and that includes playing Army. I think Penix threw for like 380 yards on them, um, and certainly his best game. Uh, yeah, Penix is definitely not himself. Like I know we said he's a, he really like I know Andrew said he's a shell of his former self. I don't know what went on with that knee and you know what's going on, but he you know since that Iowa game where he really struggled, that could have rattled him. But he just doesn't look very good in general. No, I didn't think he looked good against Cincinnati, and this is the only game where I thought he looked you know pretty good. Right, and so I think that's that kind of tells you what what you're up against in terms of the secondary. Um, you know, you look right. at, just some just some quick numbers here. You know, like like you know, their Western Kentucky's pass efficiency defense is thirty um, third in the country. Well, they played UT Martin, and then they played um, uh, Army. 
So who, you know, who cares? You know, what, what did they do against Indiana? Right. They gave up a lot. So that, that's what I'm saying when I'm like, um, I think it'll be a shootout. I think it is. I think it'll be hard to get a flavor for their offense early. It wouldn't be shocked me actually if they, if they start out hot. You know, yeah, it, I, might be, I, it might be. It I, might be fourteen I three. Don't know. I mean, I it might be fourteen three. I, I actually, I, I actually think. I think it's more. I think Michigan State more likely blow. Ah, man, I don't want to say blows them out. I, I just think. I think this game could get away. Handles from them. them. Handles them. Is that yes. a better, better word? Them. Yes. Sure. Like. I don't think it's going to be like crazy, but I do think like there's enough there's enough unhappiness in East Lansing after that last game to where I think they might screw their heads on. I, I don't know. I'm less I was I'm less worried about this game I think than you are. Yeah, I think I just I it's just knowing the um, knowing and understanding the the pass defense against the air seeing an air raid. Yeah, it's just. It's just hard for me to 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 kind of no, buy like, yeah. into it, you know. So yeah. you know, I and 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 you know, Penix threw for I just checked seven yards an attempt, which is fine. Three hundred seventy three yards, which is great. He threw fifty three times, um, which I thought was kind of silly. Um, you know, it, it looks like Western Kentucky has a decently active defensive line, but they're not they're not special. They're not Nebraska. No. They're, they're Miami, and they're not really getting pressure. Well, they are. They do. They 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 get to. I think they get three sacks in this game. But it's it, honestly, it's really bad offensive line play. I mean, I'm looking at guys not moving their feet at all. So if State plays within themselves, I, I look. I think they can win forty five, thirty one. Oh, thirty one points. I look. Look, you can't. You can't. You can't give up four hundred yards a game and only eighteen points a game for a season. It's just not going to happen. That just, yeah. that's just that's just not. The, the, there's been enough data. It, it just doesn't happen. You're going to end up. Think about what happened with Miami. They move the ball down the field, fumble. You know, opening drive. Okay, you know, fifty five yards of offense, zero points. Things like that. You don't. You don't give up that fumble. It's three points. You don't get that fumble. It's three points. Um, True. And so things like that. You well, can't. Remember, that's, our, that's our defensive coordinator. You know, that's our defensive coordinators, you know, and Tucker, gam- they are they are taking Gambling. the risk saying, we th- well, they think, they say, hey, these teams are going to beat themselves. I totally get why they would do that with Miami. It's, you know, they did beat themselves, as did, you know, and our Nebraska's film up until that point had Martinez making just horrid mistakes. So I get that was the strategy. And I'm hoping that that's not the strategy every week from here. But I mean, at least so far it's worked to their favor. I mean, wouldn't you say like that Bemba don't break, it's getting pretty close to breaking, but it's not, it hasn't done it. It's worked actually exactly how they want it to. Yeah. I mean the, um, yeah. And just to, but, but again, they're going to need to start getting off the field on third downs. Oh Here, God. Yes. Here's, we talked about that. The third and 11 stuff. I just want to like bury my head in the sand. Cause, Cause here's the thing. Western Kentucky's second in the country in third down offense, 57% conversion. Okay, MSU is 75th at getting off the field at about 40%. That's not a good thing. Okay, that's that, not that, that would that's, be bad. The good news is that Western Kentucky is also 129th out of 130 in third down defense. They are giving up 60% of opponents third down. Also bad. Also so, bad. You know, you always want the, you, you know, you'd rather go up against the bad, the bad defense there. Um, so, the, you know, the, the, the numbers, but then again, I, I, I just keep saying this. 
they've only played Army, FCS, and in Indiana. Army, FCS, and Indiana, which means in for my world, they've played one real game, and they hung. They hung with they hung with a decent. I I don't think Indiana is good this year, but I think they're okay. And um, you know, Western Kentucky at least at least made you know certainly made them made them play four quarters. At home, it's a road game. At home, so, yeah, it's a weird ga- it's a weird game for Indiana to play. Honestly, yeah. when I saw that it was on the road, I, I didn't really understand. I mean, what Indiana has had to go through this year, and not to not to say that they're. I mean, I'm not saying they're horrible. I don't know if they're good because they literally had to play Cincinnati, who's obviously very good. Was that on the road? No, it was at home. Was that home? And then they had to play Western Kentucky, who's you know a perennially a pain in everyone's ass. On the road, it's just a weird schedule for Indiana and Tom Allen. Like, I, I like Tom, I think he's a decent coach. I think that's a that's a really put tough place to put your boys. Yeah, I mean, it, they also did some stupid things. Like at the end of the second quarter, uh, they had a chance to to maybe move the ball a bit, and uh, the quarterback, you know, they, they they have two timeouts and they don't run the ball at all. You know, and Western Kentucky was really, I'll say this, Western Kentucky plays a little bit like Air Force does in terms of being relentless and and, and risking with those blitzes. So if you pick up for for even a second, there's guys running free. Um, but that's I, our word, it, relentless. Please don't use that oh, in sorry. reference to another team. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Did that did, did that bother you? Are you feeling okay? My, my brother's relentless tattoo is tingling wherever he is. That's, please never say that again. Um, the... <laughs> That's a, that's the, a story. Maybe we'll have him on the podcast to tell that story. One day. I, I'll, I'll say this: there, there is one guy to watch out for on defense. D'Angelo Malone. He's a defensive end, six four, two forty. He was whipping Indiana's tackles all game. That was a guy number ten, just getting around the edge, straight speed rushes, and and Indiana couldn't kick out. Playing the wide nine, right to the quarterback, um, kind of sloppy. You know their alignments like a lot like D'Antonio's, so I, I I don't think there's I, I don't think Western Kentucky is going to be throwing exotic things at you on defense. They're just going to come at you on defense and trust to get home before you can before you can handle anything. So, um, but you're right. I mean, look, they they, they didn't tackle um, they didn't tackle Carwell at all, and, uh, no, and sometimes also, I, I'm looking at like first contact being four yards down the field. If you do that to Kenneth Walker. You're just that's the there's no game. If they're no. not hitting Kenneth Walker till four yards down the field, like there's no game to be had here. Yeah. Well, do you have a uh a, oh the other thing to note just for fun, uh so state's tenth in the country in net punting, which is awesome. Bryce Beringer yeah. has transformed his body, and I don't know if I should give the credit. I give Amber Reinstein credit and everything, so I don't know if it's the strength and conditioning. But look, at, look at he Co- literally look, look got at cut three leg. years ago. No, I know it must be some kind of coaching. Which once again, and this is something we wanted to say and we didn't. We love ourselves. <laughs> we have dogged his ass. We have literally been like he's the one coach on the chopping block, and he won us the game this week. So hats off to you, Ross. That was great. You know, Crouch is playing better. Halliday. You know, we dog him a lot. We deserve to give him some credit. He has done a if, – if, if he – if we're going to give him the blame, he gets all the credit. Those are some big boy plays this weekend, and ultimately, we love you, Rossells. Yeah, that was that was awesome, except here's the problem. Western Kentucky is fourth nationally in net punting. They have not allowed Aren't a single – third? No, we're tenth. They're, they're 45 yards a game. They've allowed zero punt return yards on the year. Mm-hmm. 
So, so it could be a time for everything. Yeah. First time for everything. Um, I, you know, as you could kind of expect States actually 124th in time of possession and Western Kentucky is literally 130th. So someone's going to be kind of get off the field. It's going to be like a six hour game. It's going to be, it's going to take forever. Uh, well, when you throw the ball 65 times a game, I, you know, they're going to have some incompletions. Clock's going to stop. It's kind of crazy. Um, you know, both teams tend to take care of the football. Uh, it, it's actually going to be a pretty good, it, it's a pretty good game. I mean, I, I would say Western Kentucky is probably a better team than Northwestern for sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, Northwestern better. has been very disappointing this year. Yeah, but I mean, just in general, like like in terms of like like watching them play, they're they're a better team than Northwestern. It's a That's home fair. game though, so. But again, yeah. look, look, look. Now they've got to go on the road. They've got to show what they can show, and they they got to you know they've been playing in their little. You know, they played Army and in Tennessee Martin. You know, this is going to be their first trip to a big loud stadium. So I think I, you know, I'm going to revise. I'm going to revise my. I'm going to stick with 45 points for MSU, but let's let's revise that down to 24 for Western Kentucky. Does that sound better? That sounds better. I, yeah, I'm going to give Michigan State 52. I do think they are Ooh. going to not have a problem scoring, and I do think what Mel Tucker has shown is he likes he likes to score when he can score. He's not yeah. going to take the knee. I really do like that about him. Uh, and I'm going to put the Hilltoppers at a nice toppy. Uh, toppy. Uh, top, toppy. I actually, if you look at the chat, I sent you a picture of Toppy. I couldn't stop laughing at. It. I, a, <laughs> I actually had to walk away from my computer because I was laughing so hard. Um. Uh. And I am going to go seventeen for the Hilltoppers. What is this right? thing? Like that's no, that's like we're we'll post this in the posting. Just this picture we're looking at, like that is this picture is amazing of their mascot. Like it looks like 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 a third grader like put this together. This crochet like outfit, it is amazing. So it's, it's like I don't know. It's like a, a Salvador Dali, <laughs> Dali interpretation of Barney. I don't know, I, I don't but know. this is this is literally my favorite mascot I've ever seen. I am so happy like that this is happening. Yeah, so I'm going to go fifty-two seventeen. Uh, I think that if it does rain, and I do think there's going to be some rain. I think the caveat on that is because it rains, it'll make things a little different. Uh, but I, you know, it's <laughs> good, a good analysis. I think yeah, because- good analysis. You know, things will change. Yeah. You know, hard hitting analysis here, here in uh, Boston. So like I said, I I think that it's just a game you got to get through. You got to get to five and oh, and listen, guys, five and oh, is five and oh, and the whole season begins again, because Rutgers is a little different than we thought they were obviously played well against Michigan. I mean, there are some winnable games coming up against Rutgers and Indiana, which I think before the season, we would have said, let's just try to split. And now you're looking at maybe coming home for a Halloween weekend when everyone's going to be lubed up. Oh boy, don't even Michigan Wolverines. Why do you why do you have to say it like that? Um That's just dude, you, dude so, if you're coming a, to the tailgate, it it's going to be. be wild. Yeah. It might so, yeah, that 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 might be in that might be in the works. But I'll I'll say this. Uh I actually just checked checked the forecast. It looks like the rain's been pushed off for a day. Uh all right. Sticking with my prediction. Can't 50, go back 50, 52 to 17. I think it'll be a little closer. I think I think this this is going to be the first look at a true, true good passing quarterback and passing offense. Um, it, yeah. I mean, I, let, let me just I would say one more thing from a scheme point, just so people understand. When I said the flood or smash concepts, the idea is you have two or three receivers to one side of the field, two receivers go deep, and then the third one, usually the slot, comes underneath. The two guys going deep pull most of the defensive backs with them. And if the guy underneath has a step, there's huge spaces. Um, I mean, it's just a it's just a nasty way. To, I mean, it's smart smart offense. Um, but if you're not watching those underneath throws, 
you're going to get torn up up underneath repeatedly. And and that's really kind of what I'm afraid of. And also, if you don't respect the two deep guys, guess what? They're going to throw the slot fade over your top. So it's, it, it is a it is a very stressful uh, offense to play against. But, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think State's offense, of course, is up for the task. And uh, it's going to be a very exciting... Um, a pretty exciting, pretty uh, high-scoring uh, game. I actually, I'll tell you, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to see it, Ronnie, because well, North because Northwestern's playing on the Big Ten Network at the same time, and gross, I'm in Chicago, gross. That which is, is trash, which is awful. It's like you know, Northwestern Nebraska instead of instead of MSU Western Kentucky. So I mean, I'm sure there, I'm sure there'll be an alternate channel, but that's really frustrating. Very frustrating. So we're actually, yeah, look, go yeah, on. No, no, we're going to be trapped. We're going to be we're taking a little. A trip to uh, a rural town to just get away with the kid for the weekend, get hey, out of the city. That's good. Well, but I'm not going to have the option to do alternate Big Ten Network channels on the TV. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, that's tough. Let's do real quick five minutes um, sure. on. So, Dylan Tatum. Oh yeah, because I know we're running Dylan Tatum a little bit, and then yeah. let's just like I just want to talk about real quick like PJ Fleck being basically the embarrassment of the Big Ten, and actually it's so funny. My girlfriend went to Western. And we were just watching him do a post off and she does not know anything about football. Um, and she just, we're just sitting there and PJ Fleck comes on the screen. I didn't even think she was watching the TV and she goes, fuck PJ Fleck. Oh, dude, my you language. can't, you can't, Ronnie, stop. No one's, no one's going to make it this far into the podcast. <sighs> and literally I like turned and looked at her and I was like, what? Like, she, I didn't even think she knew. She's like, she left us. He left us in the lurch. I could not stop laughing, but man. From rags to riches, huh? For old PJ, like the job looks like it could be on the line here at the end of the year. Well, you know, don't don't lose to Bowling Green at home. I mean, that's terrible. Oh my god! That, I, I honestly like that. I, I'm trying to think of D'Antonio's tenure. Was there a worse loss? No, that's the worst loss I could have. That's such a bad loss. No, I mean they they lost to Central, but that year Central was a top twenty five team with. Did with, they have Antonio they, Brown they, on that team? They, they had Antonio Brown on that team. Okay, so, so like and, forgiven. Yeah, and, and I think like um, well, it doesn't matter. They had Antonio Brown on that team, yeah. so I mean that's, that's the end of the whole discussion, that's, right that's there. The end of the story. Like oh, I can't stop that yeah. guy. It, and then it, Wisconsin, you know comes out here and I, I know everyone thought they're going to beat Notre Dame favored by six and a half and absolutely got, I mean, Grant Murps is just bad. That's just all I can say is he can't hit anybody. He can't read defenses. Wisconsin, Paul Crisp, maybe coming back to a little bit water finds its level kind of thing, which is great. I mean, it, it look, it look, it, it looked like last year, you know, Maryland looks improved. Rutgers looks improved. You know, Wisconsin's Wisconsin. Uh, you know, it looks like all these teams were, were just passing MSU were left and right. And now it looks like, okay, North Northwestern's going through a rebuild. Nebraska's in shambles. Minnesota's kind of crumbling. Uh, Wisconsin looks like they've, you know, they've lost a step, you know, four and three last year, two and one and two this year. Um, you know, Rutgers is still, you know, they're, they're fighting, but they're not, they're not as good as they were. Indiana doesn't look as, as fierce. Um, and, and there, there looks to be room for MSU to kind of reestablish their, 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 their upper middle class status, which is great. I mean, that, that's really what you're, that's really what you're looking for. I think, I think with, I think we should have talked about this earlier, but Tatum in the direction of the program. So that's the fifth four star in the class you know they're solidly in the top 20 right now 19 kids like 19 kids before like mid-season is like we then d'antonio would have like nine right now well it does that i don't compare it with that but they're they're they've hit the state hard 
um, in a way that I didn't think they could. I really didn't think they could get Tatum when, once Michigan hired Bellamy, which I think it, it tells me just in general that they need, we need to reset our expectations. I mean, Tucker is really doing a good job of resetting our expectations for him, or at least my expectations for him, um, as to what he can do here and and how fast he can do it. And that's really encouraging. Um, yes. he's, he is, he's recruiting and now he's got the, he's got the record to back up his actions. He's got to keep winning. You can't, you can't losing to Western Kentucky. This is a game that, that it's I, not an option. It's, it's not, not an, an option. option. It's not an option. And so you've got to, you got to get off the field, it, you know, it, take the clock a bit. Okay. It, take the wind out of their sails, get them out of there with them and just out execute them. And I think, you know, you'll be fine. Um, but get to five and zero, and then you go to Rutgers. If you get to six and zero, uh, I mean, other guys are going to start taking notice. I mean, they'll be. Yeah, I, I mean, mean Tucker, Tucker before this was selling dreams, right? Like he's selling like an idea. But you know, there was nothing on the field to back that up. You know, you're coming off two and five, like everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all fun and games. But eventually, you have to put a product on the field. Or you're not going to succeed. Well, four and zero is the absolute best case scenario. And oh, now yeah. teams definitely know they went down to Miami and won. Teams know they, you know, they win a game against Nebraska. Those are, you know, I, I, you're not often recruiting against Miami, but Tucker has a presence in Florida and Nebraska is that team that you could recruit against him. I mean, I think Chase Carter was, I know he was Iowa. I mean, Nebraska at the end. So those are teams you're going against for recruits. Not only that, now Tucker's not just selling dreams. I mean, did you see what Tatum said? He was like, you know, I want to win big 10 championships. I want to win national championships. You know, Mel Tucker, I mean, that's a statement that that kid believes, you know, national championship is far away from our reach right now. But like, Kids are buying in, and there's results that speak to that. And if you can just keep winning games, if you could find a way to keep winning games, maybe we'll be at the JW Marriott this year. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a if they can win out, if they can if they can win October, and that includes the Michigan game, go four and zero, be eight and zero. I mean, oh I, my I, god! I, well, I know, get ahead of yourself, but no, 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 no. I'm just like literally like in fantasy land over here. Yeah, I mean, you'll be you'll be a top t- well in the top ten by that point, and I will be. And, I will. My family will. We have like literally had we at the beginning of the season after we beat Northwestern, we had like fake conversations, like because I don't know if you guys all know JW Marriott is the hotel in Indianapolis, right. so we always joke, and that's where the team stayed in 2015. So we were like, we joke, we text each other, like, hey, book the JW. It's now kind of no, like getting to like where there's it. thought processes there. I'm not saying no, it's not real yet, but it's definitely way more realistic than four weeks ago. How about that? Uh, sure, sure. But they get they they still. I mean, look, they could also lose their next four games. Oh, they really could. They, <laughs> they really, really could. It's just you know. beat actually. Butker beat Butkers. Like that's the key, right? Like if you can beat Butkers, that would go a long way. Maybe don't call them Butkers anymore. I mean that uh, once you lose to Butkers, I don't actually think you can call them Butkers anymore. So I think now I have to call them Rutgers. So yeah, that's yeah. fair. Touche. Um, but that's really, I mean, that's really the. Um, I, I mean, look, you can you can start looking a little a little bit past. I mean, not past anyone, but you can kind of look start looking big picture here and see a team. Um, and, and by the way, they are recruiting against Miami because Miami has offered Malik Spencer the safe the stud safety for Georgia, and he was I think he was at that game. Uh, if and, he was, he's not. Go- uh, if he was, he's not going to Miami because it was. Uh, no, no, those no. fans just like absolutely quit on them. Right. So, but my my point is is, and I think I think we got to wrap this. But uh, 
everything's pointing up, um, but but you can't you can't you can't lose sight of your next opponent because uh, I think this is going to be a really good. Um, I, th- I think it's a good test. You know, can can you win against a feisty underdog that that's kind of had the chip on its shoulder that that you just used for uh, for the first month of the year? So beat them. Okay, we'll talk about Rutgers. Beat them. Okay, at Indiana, who might be looking to save their season. I mean, you know, each test before this bye week is, has its own. Its own. Uh, you have a chance to learn something else about Tucker. And I got to tell you, makes the season so much enjoyable. Like you said, now every game matters. I love being in the deep water, baby. Let's just put it that way. It's good to That's, be back. You say some weird stuff, man. All right. <laughs> on, that, on that note, um, I, I again, uh, 45-24 state. You've got 52-17. We Correct. will definitely not remember our predictions next week, but no. we'll be back to talk some some Rutgers MSU football uh, and hopefully a 5-0 and Spartan football team. So on behalf of myself, go green. Go white, and we love you, Dave Warner, wherever you are. And Ross Ells. Oh, definitely Ross Ells. Definitely Ross Ells. All right.